thought they gave him away cheap when they did because his stock was really high. Yep. And I, I thought there was like a wink, wink, nod, nod kind of thing. Like, you know, and if he does leave, you know, I, I can, we kind of want, you know, we want him back with a little bit of a discount. I don't know. I just think there was a backdoor deal. No, they're a hundred percent. Personal opinion, because what, what, what? I mean, if they don't get Jimmy G, what are they going to do for a quarterback? They cannot come back with Cam Newton. I agree. I agree. I mean, they got, honestly, if you look at the games that Cam Cam Newton actually, he lost a couple of games to them. Okay, so if you put in a half, just just like with Brady and the Buccaneers, you know, I don't know, they they won like six, seven games the year before Brady came there. If you put in a half-decent quarterback like they did, now you win. What they win? 12 games? I don't even know what they want, but they won more games, right? So if you if you take Cam Newton out and you put a half-decent quarterback in there, you know, they might make the playoffs. And once you make the playoffs, if you can get a defense playing strong, who knows what can happen. But, I mean, uh, you know, they can't go with Cam Newton. That's the bottom line. They need somebody. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who would take Sam Donald. I mean, if the 49ers want Sam Donald, then God bless them. Um, the thing is, is if you if you think of it, you know, the 49ers would want somebody better than Jimmy G. Well, okay. Uh, so if you can play uh, more than half games a season, uh, you're in. If you can stay healthy, you're in. And that, you know. I love- Looking from I, the 49ers' perspective. I love Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's a great, great quarterback. He doesn't make mistakes. Don't forget the ace in the hole out there is Alex Smith. Yeah. This guy can still play. He gets hurt, but he can still play. And he does not, he does not make up with, he does not make, make mistakes. I mean, he's just a solid quarterback, but, you know, he's a little, he's a little injury prone, but so isn't Jimmy G. He's injury prone, too. So, yeah. you know, they... They got, you know, and again, they have a lot more problems than just quarterback. You know, you got to be able to throw the ball to guys, too. Right. So, you know, they, they, they need to draft some, you know, wide receivers or sign some wide receivers. They got a lot of work to do. I think their, def- their, their core defensive team, you know, they have their guys there, which, by the way, are all getting a little older. So, I mean, you know, they, they have a lot of work to do. So, but but the Cam Cam Newton's out of the picture. Don't don't even bring him up as a backup. Just let him go. Let him go play for somebody else because it, it's just you know the experiment is over. It's done. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I agree. And there's a lot of quarterbacks out there on the market and, and quarterbacks that we can get. And there's no excuse for not having a good quarterback coming up this 2021 season. Well, it's going to come down to getting the right one that. It plays your system. It can play in your system. Yeah. That's what it's going to come down to. I agree. So there's a bunch of guys they can pick from, and you know what? Belichick's got to start picking some plays. He's got to get some wide receivers. He's got to get some guys, and uh, it should be interesting. Um, hopefully we can have some fans in the stands. I um, think I know there's a, there's we a will. States starting to open up, and yeah. hopefully, you know, hopefully other states start to follow and things start looking better and people get vaccinated and Stop listening, listening to, you know, these cuckoo people that want to, you know, keep people locked in their basement. Um, I'm going to I'm going to end with that. I appreciate you taking my call and I'll be listening for the rest of the show. You're the best, buddy. All right. Thanks for calling in. 
See you, bye. All right, there you have it. Uh, John from uh, Butter Bing with some uh, takes on on uh, the Tiger Woods uh, incident and then with the um, and then with Cam Newton. Uh, let's go to Derwin. Derwin, how you doing? Harrison, what's up, man? Long time no talk. Long time no talk. What's happening? How you been? Tiger just can't catch a break, huh? No, nope. Under you know, it's just uh yeah, I guess that's life. Uh but you know. Have yeah, to have to yeah. be smart. And if I were him, I'd have a personal driver. Uh, you know. And and not even a person get an Uber. Get you know, get an Uber, get a lift right. or something. You know? Right. You obviously right. you know, I saw something uh the other day. Tiger's uh, great at putting, but not so good at driving. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Yeah. That's very, very clever, you know. Hey, I want to talk about the Pats because, um, you know, it's about a week until free agency starts. And, you know, you obviously everything's happening now. But in, 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 in about sort of the draft, too, when I think what they do a quarterback, if they try to address it at free agency, what's it going to mean for the first-round draft pick, you know? Yeah. I, what, I, what I like is I, I, I love Greg Bedard. This, I think it was him that said plan A is Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, there's yep. no doubt about it. And he I reported that last Wednesday on his podcast. Yeah, and I think, you know, the thing is it won't cost a lot to get him. You know, we, we can recall that it only cost – San Fran only gave up a second-round pick for him. Right. And so and so may, maybe that's where the starting point is. But then again, how much – I don't think the Patriots are going to pay him what San Francisco did. You know, I think they can get away with – you know, I think they're gonna they can make an incentive, very incentivated because you know of his injury history. But if I was them, what I'd like to see is I'd like to see Garoppolo as a starter. I'd love them to bring Jacoby Brissett back even for a year. And when those two were, were when Brady got suspended for those four games, that's who led the team, and they both did exception. I thought they both did exceptionally well when they played. And then bring in, you know, bring and then draft a quarterback. Hopefully, it's either it's either with your first round pick or or a later pick. But you know, all these quarter good quarterbacks. A, they have a shot at getting somebody quality at 15 if they can, you know. But now, but now, if you if you look at, I'm hearing uh, a kid from uh, a defensive tackle from Notre Dame, you know, Mac Jones, they Devontae Smith, they think from Bama may slide down there, the uh, Heisman winner. I don't know. I just think that this is an important off season for Bill Belichick. Very important. I, I think it's a great thing that Kyle Rudolph's been been let go. I think the Pats could get him at reasonable money. Listen, I think that if the Cardinals can get J.J. Watt for the amount of money they got for him, I think the Pats got a good shot at this. And even bringing Kyle Van Noy back. Yeah. You know, I mean, he'd, be, he'd, be, he'd be good. I mean, Miami looks and they knew. And I even knew when they signed him that that contract was a mistake. You know, he matched. I heard this on EEI, I think, um, not too long ago. But they talked about um, one of the one of the podcasts that uh, Kyle Van Noy had the, his last season with the Patriots, and this year the records were identical. We, the, it was just the Dolphins were paying him twice as much. So maybe the pass can get him on a one-year or two-year deal, you know, incentive-late, you know. But um, Yeah, Kyle, we'll you know, another person that just popped up is Kyle Ru- uh, Rudolph, you know, for a tight end. You know, he'd yeah. be a good pickup too. He'd be very good. I think, you know, I heard that it, it, it's going to block it's going to block the two rookies that they drafted last year, but... Cut Ryan Izzo and, and uh, what's his name there? Uh, the guy from Denver they got two years ago, Matt LaCoyce, I think it is. Just cut those two guys. Bring him in. Let him be the veteran presence. And, and you know, the, what they need is they need people to be open to throw the ball to. That's what they need. The other thing is I don't think Julian Edelman's going to be on this team next year. I think the Pats are going to – he's him and – he and Marcus Cannon, I think, are going to be a cap casualty. I think Cannon will get released. Edelman, you never know. He might show up in Tampa Bay next year, you know, play for Brady. Who knows? But – um, one last thing too, just, just on the Red Sox, you know, I think, um, uh, I, 
I like what I'm seeing out of them so far. I mean, pitching is just a little, uh, I mean, again, we're in spring training yet, but yep. they're hitting the ball. I mean, they're yeah. hitting the ball, and I think I like their depth there. I just, you know, it's, it, this is, and again, speaking of draft picks, in, two, in three months is the, is the Major League Baseball draft, and, uh, you know, they have the fourth pick in the draft, and that's, that's going to be a future there, you know? Do they go after pitching? Do they go after this lighter kid from Vanderbilt? Um, who knows? And, you know, just to give a plug to two Central Catholic um, alums that are playing well in baseball, Stevie Hazier from Michigan, who's uh, who pitched the other night, pitched very well, looks dominating on, and then Don Keegan, catcher for Vanderbilt, who's just killing the ball, you know? Could be potential picks there in the draft, but um, it, it just, you know, we, we just got to get back to the city of champions here in Boston, and the way we just do that is we just got to draft smart, and we got we to gotta, we gotta stop dancing people, so, you know. But uh, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting season, and let's go Pats, and hopefully they do something good. So, my friend, always good to talk to you. All right, good talking to you. All right, see you. All right, so there you have it. There's uh, there's Derwin on the on the phone for you um, with some with some hot takes with some hot takes, uh, you know, all all over the place there. Uh, you know, Tiger Woods, uh, the Pats, Red Sox, good good overall. Let's go to Matt at Bryant University. What's going on, Matt? Harry, what's going on, buddy? Not much. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. So, what's going on? Uh, talk, talk to me about this. Um, about about the uh, Bryant basketball team. You guys must be excited down there on campus. Uh, if they win Tuesday night, tomorrow night against Mount St. Mary's, they ship their ticket to the Mar- to March Madness. That is huge. They do. It's uh, it's been it's been a crazy weekend and then day here. Um, so I don't know if you've heard on Saturday when we had our semifinal game in the NC tournament, we were actually put on pause for COVID reasons a couple days, maybe a week before the game. So they didn't even know if they were going to play the game. And actually, so they ended up having two starters out, who one of them was an all conference player, and they had <laughs> our coach actually had a football player and a student manager dress. Wow, I heard so I he, heard there were only seven players on the on the bench. Yeah, which yeah, I didn't so think yeah. that's I didn't think that's legal. I didn't know you could play a game. You know, I know the NBA; it's eight. Obviously, it's different for you know NEC. Yeah. yeah, I didn't really know what the deal. No one really did know. There was I was watching a bunch of different looking on Twitter to see what the news was, and there wasn't really anything being said. And then Saturday morning came around, and they said, well, they found out a couple of days before they were going to be able to play, but. They only had seven scholarship players, and we went out and beat the team that Sacred Heart by thirty. Yeah, so uh, big it's win. Actually, it's been it's been a crazy couple of days. We've seen it's an, it's been an amazing turnaround from Coach Grasso. He's I can't say enough good things about him. He's been amazing, and um, yeah, so we're just we're very excited. And a few minutes before I hopped on, we actually just got an email from the school saying there's going to be a watch party at the football field since no fans can go in. Oh, so nice. They're going to put up on the big screen at the football field and. Should be good. We'll we'll see. We're rooting for, hoping for the best, and it's nice we have a home game that the uh, number four seed upset the number one seed. Uh, yeah. Saturday, so right. Yeah. Saint. Ma- you know, Ma- Mount Saint Mary's definitely did help you guys out a little bit taking down Wagner. Yeah, we're excited, and it's been it's been a crazy turnaround because the year before I got here, I'm a junior now. The year before I was here, so my senior year of high school four years ago, the team was three and twenty-seven. So they yeah. were. To lack of better words, not a very good program at the time. And then Coach Grasso came in, and Merrimack is a great coach as well, as well with uh, Joe coach Gallo. Gallo. Yeah, but um, I can't say enough good things about Grasso. He's been he's been trying to get 
all the students involved. He's been really, he's been, he's an awesome recruiter from what I hear and what I've seen. And it's all the guys that come here. They're, you can tell they're a really tight knit group. And I followed the team for a couple of years now, especially this year. And it's been, it's been crazy to see what's, what's happened, what's gone on. Yeah. I mean, they've been, have they been shut down? I think twice due to COVID. Yes, yeah, so they they got shut down maybe a month back, and yep. that was right after a two game losing streak to um, Fairleigh Dickinson, and that was when we were in first place at the time. So we lost those two games, and they went on pause for uh, two weeks. I mean, they didn't play for twenty three days. Yeah, and then they came back and played Merrimack on a weekend series a couple so, weeks back, yep, and they won Saturday both and those Sunday. games. And Merrimack was the top team in the conference at the time. Would you say that was the turning point, Matt? I think, I mean, you hate to say that, but I, coming off such a bad pause like that, but I think the pause, the team's already close net. It only brought them closer. And I think that just really fueled the fire to get down the stretch and get to the championship. And I can tell you for a fact, just watching the game on Saturday, those guys were, those seven guys were pumped up. And the guys on the bench and the football player and the manager, it was crazy just watching that game. And then to go out to be the number three, three, three seed in the tournament by 30 points with seven guys, two starters out, and um, another big bench piece out among other players, it's, I, I would say that would be the turning point. And it's hopefully they can get it done and go to the big dance, but yeah, we'll see. We'd love to see it. I'm, uh, I'm, rooting, I'm rooting for you guys here at Merrimack. I think a lot of the guys on the basketball team are too. I was talking to some players today, and, and you know, they're, you know, they're like, it's crazy. It's awesome. You know, they're definitely happy for you guys. Yeah, for sure. And they're a great team. I know I know a couple of the guys from just the AAU basketball world, a couple of the guys that play there, and that you guys yeah. got a great team. And it's unfortunate that you guys can't play in the conference tournament because I think we actually would have matched up if, we did, if uh, they did play. Yeah, you know, so. what's your what's your, what's your your take on this, um, Matt? You know, do you agree with this whole, you know, if you move, you know, move up a division, you know, from D2 to D1, do you agree that you should have to – sit out of any playoffs for four years? No, I do not agree whatsoever. I mean, I can maybe see a year, but that's yeah. the absolute max. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. You, They're already going to be at a disadvantage recruiting-wise going from D2 to D1, so why penalize them even more? And right. To, to see what they have done, it's been nothing short of remarkable with yeah. being, I think it was a third or fourth seed this year, would have made the tournament with a decreased field and then winning the whole conference regular season last year, so... Yeah, I you know I I just I disagree with it. I, you know I don't think you know why so you know if you think of it, they you know they're 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 making their schedule harder for themselves. Why should they have to you know sit out? And the story of you know imagine you know a you know Merrimack uh, you know basketball team you know first year in Division One is going to the dance or something like that. You know, big story like that. Not oh you have to sit out for four years. Oh, I absolutely agree. It would be if they were ended up being able to go to the big dance last year, it would have been national news. And I think we both know and everybody yeah. knows that. Yeah, absolutely. It would be a crazy story. And it would help it would help not only the team, but just the school gain recognition as well. Absolutely. No, we've de- you know, from a, from our school perspective, I think we're definitely gaining uh I'll call it popularity, you know, moving moving to D one and uh, our basketball team doing, you know, doing so well, uh, you know, in their first year last year uh, in in Division One, and then again this year, uh, Coach Gallo is doing an amazing job. Um, you know, I think very comparable, I guess, to to your Bryant Bulldogs. Oh, for sure. Those those two coaches, Brad Grosso and Gallo, have done tremendous jobs. Absolutely tremendous jobs. Yeah. Well, anything else, Matt? 
Uh, that is that is it. I'm just excited for tomorrow and ESPN two at seven o'clock. All right. Uh, not all listeners know, but yeah, tune in. It's gonna should be a great game. Definitely, definitely. All right. Thanks for calling right. in, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yep. All right. So uh, Matt from Bryan University, obviously talking about the big hype show uh, coming up tomorrow night uh, at seven o'clock on uh, ESPN two. Um, let's go to Bob from Haverhill. Bob, what's going on? Hi, good afternoon, Harrison. Well, actually, Bob from Methuen. Methuen, all right. Methuen. So, yeah, listen, first time caller, but I've been listening listening to you for some time in your radio station, Harrison. And I, I, I mean, I really respect your views, and I kind of agree with a lot of things you're saying. Um, I'd like to bring it back to the Patriots with a couple of questions, that, if I may. Yeah. Thank you for the compliment, too. Oh, you're, you're very wonderful, Harrison. It's, it's so nice to talk, you know, to hear you talk on the radio and, and expressing your views. And this is my first time calling, so I'm going to call and talk to Harrison. Yeah. I got a little scratchy voice. But, you know, we all know the Pats finished off with a 7-9 record this past year. And, you know, they didn't make the playoffs and stuff. But, you know, I'm kind of wondering, you know, not to put the blame on all one guy. You know, I'm not a fan of Cam Newton at all. But do you think maybe the eight guys who sat out had, you think they could have done better if they played during the year? You know, if you got some, you know, high-powered players like, you know, Hightower and Patrick Chung, you know, and Marky Slee and, you know, the running yeah. backs. And, you know, yeah, yeah. Ten- it's tough to tell. It's tough to tell because... You know, there were a lot of games, you know, this year, uh, you know, a 7-9 and nine record could have easily been turned around to 10-6. and six. I mean, you know, one of the first, I think maybe the second or third game uh, against against Kansas City, we should have won that game. There's no reason why we should have lost that yeah. game. And that was with two backup quarterbacks. That was with two backup quarterbacks. If we had a subpar quarterback, at least— we should have won that game, and there were a lot more games that we should have won. So, you know, I don't know if if you say, okay, these you know, add these guys in, you know, would it make that big of a difference? I don't know, but this, I I feel like this this season was very iffy, and it was very, you know, all right, you know, it, it can it could have gone either way these games, either way. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree, Allison. I'm kind of I think back of these eight guys, you know, who opted to stay out, right. You know? And I'm saying, well, if they were there, you, you don't know, but, you know, you, you kind of think of how great some of these players were that, you know, they could have picked out another game or two, at least to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Not knowing how far they would have gone into the playoffs, but to get there. You know, we all know they didn't make it with a 79 record, you know. But, yeah. You know, the next team ahead of them was the Dolphins. They had 10 wins. So, you know, whether they could have got an extra three or four games with those players in there, no one's to know. You can just think about it. I hope they all come back this year. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And the other, the other question I have is, you know, the quarterback. You know, I'm not really a Cam Newton fan. Uh, I was hoping they would have started Stidham you know, a couple times more. But I'm looking at the free agents this year, Harrison, and there's a lot of great guys that are, you know, are out there. You know, not only do you have Matt Stafford and Sam Donald and, you know, Garoppolo and Smith, Brissett. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I can, you know, go right down the whole list. Yeah. And, you know, kind of wondering if the, you know, Belichick has any plans or do you know, do you think he'll have any plans of picking up another quarterback? And, you know, 
and I, I just don't think Cam Newton's the answer to, again. So I agree with you. I don't think Cam Newton's the answer either. Um, I do. I do think Belichick knows that he has to do something and that he needs a new quarterback. Um, which is why after Tom Brady won the Super Bowl, there was reported a closed-door meeting between him and, and, and the two crafts, Jonathan and, and Robert. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. And I think that was basically saying, hey, listen, Bill, you know, we trusted you. He's saying, okay, get rid of Tom. He's not going to have, you know, he won't, he won't win another one. Uh, and, you know, he did. So now, so now Bill's in the hot seat. And, you know, I, I think Bill actually is feeling, uh, feeling some pressure uh, you know, and if I, I don't know, I, I don't know if they'll, if they'll fire him, but, uh, or make him retire, but you know, another seven and nine losing season, not making the playoffs next year, it's not going to look good on him. Uh, and I think the crafts will be very disappointed since, you know, Brady's basically, you know, Robert Kraft's, I guess, third, third son, I think it is, or fourth son. I don't know how many sons he has. Um, but you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough, situ- it's a tough situation. I think, you know, I would like to see Jimmy G come back. I think he's our best option because he already knows the offense. Um, so he won't have that time, you know, having to, um, you know, get used to it and, and learn it so much, which is something that, you know, Cam Newton used as an excuse and, and said that, you know, but we all know that. We all know that the Patriots offense and the whole Patriot way is something that is hard to adapt to. Um, so I think yeah. for our most successful season, this upcoming season, you know, who's the most successful, you know, quarterback, you know, that can be here? I'm going to say Jimmy G. And a lot of, lot more talk, a lot more talk coming up this past weekend with um, Jimmy G action and, and how the Patriots might be moving on him. So we'll see what happens. Oh, that would be great, Allison, if they did, you know. And I'm just looking at some of the other names here who I think are, that are either compatible or even little bit better in my book than Cam Newton. And he got, I even got Andy Dalton and Matt Stafford from Detroit. Sam Donald, you know, these guys are, you know, are really experienced, good quarterbacks. Yeah. That that all it takes is a pen to sign. Yeah, Teddy. You know, Teddy Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, yeah. You know, there yeah. there's a lot there there's a lot of them. Even Joe Flacco. You know, all these guys are free agents. You know, but yeah, like you said and which I totally agree. Garoppolo would be a great guy. I just don't know if, you know, if uh, Newton can pull this through, even with these other guys coming back, uh, you know, and I like to see him play Jason Stidham a little bit more, which I'm surprised they didn't. Uh, you know, Brian Hoyer, I, I understand that. He's, you know, but at least Stidham. Stidham, I mean, give him a, give him a shot. Yeah. No, I, I agree. They messed up. That was something Scott Zolak said, you know, last season commentating the games. Give give Stidham yeah. a shot. Give him give him, you know, first reps at practice. Let you know, design the offense off of him because when Stidham was put in during the season, they weren't playing Stidham's offense. They were playing the backup, you know, you know, routine plays. Nothing crazy. Yeah. So if, you know, they would have given, you know, Stidham a chance, I think I think you know, we probably could have won some games. I, I think we probably, you know what, we probably would have done better than if we had, you know, than Cam Newton being in there. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And I just look at that that record, 7-9. and nine. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, I, to me, you know, it's a lot of the quarterback's fault, a lot of the plays we didn't return fault. But it made a lot of it on uh, Belichick. 
but it's going to be a fun season coming up. I know we got a lot of time left, but it's going to be interesting to see who Belichick picks up this year. So I'm kind of looking forward to that, you know, and waiting for these other guys to come back. And, you know, Harrison, it was so, it's so great listening to you and, uh, I respect your views, and, and I say I'm gonna call in tonight. I gotta call in tonight, <laughs> and I and I thank you for your views about you know what I was talking about. Yeah, well, thanks, thanks for calling in, Bob. I appreciate it. Yes, you have a great night, and I'm gonna continue listening, and for the rest of the the hour, that's up. Thank you so much, Harrison. Thank you. All right, so uh, Bob from Methuen there with with some. Uh, with some good takes, uh, I'm going to pause real quick for uh, ads and uh, station identification, and we'll be right back here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase. There are over four, 40 million family caregivers in the U.S., and if you currently care for an older loved one, Navigating coronavirus can be intimidating. AARP can help with tips on how to create plans and how to prepare to, to care for someone who is at risk. You can pull together a team. Think about who in your network can help with key caregiving tasks. Inventory essential items. If possible, make sure your loved one has at least two weeks supply of food and medication. Visit AARP. Dot org slash caregiving for more information about caregiving and coronavirus to access free care guides. That's aarp.org slash caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by the AARP and the Ad Council. All right, and welcome back here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Mary Max Radio Station WMCK. We have about 20 minutes left, so if you'd like to call in, dial 978-701-5063. Let's kick off the second half with Ray from Methuen. Ray, what's going on? Hey, uh, it's good to hear uh, Matt from uh, Bryant uh, coming up with uh, some insight as far as the uh, Bryant uh, basketball team is concerned. It, it's great that uh, a, a member uh, so close uh, to uh, to Merrimack, uh, you know that uh, that they'll be playing for to try to go go to the big dance. So I'm sure a lot yeah. of the uh, Greater Lawrence people are going to be uh, watching that game uh, tomorrow night and uh, cheering on Brian. So that's, yeah. that's great. Uh, and, and just and uh, just a repeat of what Matt said, you can catch that game on ESPN two. Uh, tomorrow night at seven o'clock. Right, and, but uh, it's sort of ironic that uh, Merrimack football opens up this coming weekend against Bryant. Yeah. So, uh, of course, the, the sad part is nobody can go watch that game because uh, they have the lockdown as far as uh, fans are concerned in the stands. So. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't, I don't agree with any of that. You're outside, and you're the outside's the safest place you can be, and you can social distance. I mean, how big are football stadiums, baseball, sta- everything? It's so safe, yet you can't go because we don't want to hurt the fans. You know, don't want to hurt the feelings of any winter sports that are that are indoors that you know can't have, uh, can't have you know fans. Well, oh well, you know that's life. That that is life, but that. Getting back to uh, perhaps the Patriots, I don't know if Jimmy G is going to be the the answer to their uh, their quarterback problems. Uh, 
I don't know if Belichick is willing to pay him. Now, naturally, he's not going to be paying him the $20 million that I believe uh, is uh, on the books for him uh, this year. But, uh, you know, if they pick up uh, that kid out of Alabama, the quarterback. Mac Jones. They tied up, yeah, they, they have him tied up for three years. And it's not going to affect their uh, their cap. So they're still going to have close to $60 million in cap space so they can spend it elsewhere. I think that the players coming back that opted out last year, I think they will help. I know they're going to be rusty. But you have quality quality, quality defensive players in that group. You have Hightower. You have Chung. It's going to be a very interesting season, and but it all starts with the uh, college football draft in a couple of weeks in, in April. So I know that Belichick is, is crafty and uh, not to use, uh, I guess not to use that word, uh, but... Uh, no pun intended. No pun intended, right. But, you know, he, had, he definitely has something up his sleeve. And what it may be, I don't know. But he does have to get quality receivers. Again, we're talking about the kid from Alabama is one of the uh, premier receivers. So it, it's going to be extremely, uh, I don't know, it's going to be extremely interesting to see what happens. Uh, you know, we always uh, watch the, the, the football draft and, the first thing that, that happens with the number one draft that the Patriots uh, usually have, have, which is uh, close to uh, number 30 in the uh, selection process, but it, it's very interesting that uh, uh, that the Patriots are up closer, and I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to uh, trade that draft pick away to get closer to. Uh, a, a more quality individual. I, I just think it's going to, uh, I think he's going to stay where he is and he, he has something up his sleeve. But, yeah. uh, what do you think the Baltimore Ravens, I just heard this today, the Baltimore Ravens are proposing a chance to, uh, a change to the competition commission uh, committee of the NFL to change how overtime is. Uh, basically, it, it eliminates the coin toss. And one team will be able to pick the starting yard marker, while the second team will be able to say they want to go on defense or offense. Now, I don't know which team without a, without a coin toss which team gets to pick which way? So I guess one team can say, all right, you're going to start at your own 20-yard uh, line. And, well, I guess that would be kind of silly if they said that because you start at the 20-yard line, the second team says, all right, I'm going to go on off that. So they have the ball. Uh, at the 20-yard line. 20. Yeah, I don't think that's – I. It, do, it doesn't sound like a good proposal if you ask me. I'd be fine with changing around the way the, the uh, overtime works, but uh, doing it like that, I'd say no. 
I, you know, there is a, there is a uh, element of chance with it, with the coin toss and, and, you know, life's a gamble and playing those games. It's basically you, you as the loser of the coin toss, you have to come up with a, with a stop because nine times out of 10, the team that wins the coin toss is going to go offense. Right. So you have to put the hands in, in your defense. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I don't personally like it. Personally, I, I don't like the idea. And I, I, I and I just think and I just think it's not. I just think it's not um, realistic. There's too many, you know, ifs and buts. Uh, you know, you have to have something solid in the works. There's uh, that doesn't seem like a, a you know. It seems very messy and and complicated, if you ask me. Well, I, I guess only time will tell. But the the Red Sox they open up in just a few weeks. So who knows who these mystery players are on, on the Red Sox? They gave they uh, gave up on the uh, the B team out there in the in uh, in the outfield. They're all gone. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be an entirely different outfield. The pitching right now seems a little shaky. Is that because it's the beginning of spring training? Although. You're talking about the we're in March now, so you're talking about the third third week of, of uh, spring training. So some of these pitches who are getting uh, knocked around, they're going to have to step forward and and let's see what what the story is. You know, Sale isn't coming back for for a little while. Rodriguez, he had his pro, he had the uh, COVID problems and the heart problems uh, that resulted from COVID last year. Uh, the starting pitcher yesterday, who uh, who hasn't uh, really pitched in, in uh, a year and a half, uh, he got knocked around yesterday. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, Cora, let's see what Cora can do. Yeah, maybe they'll have some hitting, but we all know that the game revolves around the the uh, pitches, and yeah. uh, that's what they're going to have to do. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for calling in, Ray. I appreciate it. So as far as, as, far as that, uh, you know, it, it's great that the Merrimack's uh, sports season, uh, the se- these, uh, spring season is, is getting getting started now. I'm sure that uh, because of the, uh, the coldness of this past weekend, that had some type of an effect on, on your baseball team. Uh, I, I know as far as uh, being a pitcher, it's uh, difficult to grip the ball, but not making any excuses because Maine had to play in that, those same conditions. But it's going right. to be interesting to follow the Merrimack teams uh, throughout the spring season, and, and I'm sure that uh, they're going to have uh, success. So Yeah, let's hope so. So yeah. thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Okay. Have a good Good uh, rest of the program, Harrison. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right, so there's uh, there's Ray from Methuen there for you uh, with some interesting uh, takes. One big take, Jimmy G. He does not think Jimmy G. Uh, is the answer. So that's that's an in, that's an interesting take. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll definitely see what happens. Uh, I have a few minutes left. 
If you'd like to call in, 978-701-5063. It's the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase. And so uh, definitely a, a very busy, very busy program uh, today. And, you know, I guess one one thing I'd, I'd, I'd like to say is just, um, you know, good luck to, to, Bryant, uh, to the Bryant basketball team uh, on, you know, on their... Uh, Chance of, of going to the uh, to the dance, chance of going to the big dance. So, you know, we'll see we'll see what happens. They do they definitely have a have a gr- have a great chance because uh, the Mount St. Mary's uh, upset over Wagner. That was a big upset. You know, Wagner was the one seed, so that's eliminating the one seed out of out of the equation. So, you know, we'll see what we'll see what happens as far as that is concerned. Um, so it should, it should, you know, like I was saying, it's definitely going to be interesting, uh, you know, to see what happens as far as that. Uh, Joe from Andover, go ahead. Hey, Harrison, this is, I think I'm in a time warp here. What is this, last week or something? Everybody talking about Tiger Wood and Jimmy G? <laughs> Please. Tiger Wood, enough, okay? And Jimmy G, uh, what's this? Everybody think until Ray called, I mean, he's the only one who's made sense. He's not coming back. It's he's twenty four million this coming year and the following year. It, the Patriots are not going to pay that money. They, they they just won't with all these other things going on. They got plenty of cap room so they can make additions and improvements in all these other areas. They're getting the defensive uh, people back, so they're going to have a little bit more flexibility. W- without a doubt, they're not going to get Jimmy G back. And what do they pick Mac Jones at number 15 in the first round? I doubt that. When was the last time anybody was able to predict correctly what the Pats did in the first round? Really? Yeah. You know? And that's the Patriots way. It's not, you know, any of that stuff. And as far as is Kraft, the Krafts meeting with Belichick, that's just, uh, you know, end of the year cleanup stuff. I mean, what do you think they're saying to him about football? nothing because they don't know anything about it you don't think they're putting pressure on him saying hey you made us get rid of uh you you made us get rid of brady and now look at him not in a million years what would they know about it yeah just two rich guys counting their money that's it they don't know anything about football please now let me ask you this do you think field stuff and that's it and he tells them listen we're gonna do this the cap says we do this blah 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 that's it they're writing checks now. I know you're against the uh, Jimmy G thing, but do you, money-wise, thinking of it, do you think Bill Belichick signs Jimmy G as kind of a, uh, you know, as kind of a, you know, whatever to uh, to Tom Brady to kind of say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to pay you the money. I'm going to pay Jimmy G the money. Not in a million years. That would make him look even worse. But why, why would he do I mean, what Jimmy G, what did he ever do for the Pats? What, he had a few good games when he was there? He was following Brady's uh, footsteps, footprints for that matter. There's no, you know, Jimmy G, there's no guarantee with him. And he's not going to pay $24 million with something that's not a guarantee. It was time to go. Brady and Belichick, you didn't want to sign, you know, for three years or whatever it was. You didn't want to do it. And he said, done, and that's it, and I'm going to live with it. And that's what he told the Crafts, hey. This could blow up on us, but this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you we'll know? see what happens. But we'll see what happens. Were you able to uh, – I know you said you probably talked uh, with Coach Gallo in an upcoming show to find out a little bit more about that four-year 
thing where Merrimack has to sit out the postseason. Yeah, I haven't. I'm really interested in the reasoning behind that. I haven't been able to get in touch with him. I've reached out to him. I haven't heard back yet. Um, You know, but like like I've said the past few programs, I am hoping to eventually have him on the show again like I did last year uh, and, you know, talk shop with him. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I would love to understand, you know, what the, you know, maybe that's just how it is and that's how it goes. Everybody knows it and that's what you're agreeing to. But I, I just want to know where they're, where they're coming from with that. Yeah, it's interesting. And I'm sure anyway, he probably doesn't I, even know. Thanks for your time, Harrison. I'll uh, talk to you next week. Thank you. All right, thanks. All right, so there's um, Joe from Andover there with some... Uh, Interesting takes, agreeing with Ray from Methuen that uh, Jimmy G may not be the answer. Uh, may not be the answer. Uh, let me go to Bill in the car. Bill, what's going on? Oh, Harrison, enjoying the show uh, today. Um, yeah, just a just a, a thought on Jimmy G. I mean, I don't know if it's a if it's a dream, but you know, if there's some way they could piece get get him in here. Knows the system. He's a great fit. McDaniels is familiar with him. Belichick is familiar with him. You got him. You get a wide receiver, top-notch wide receiver in the first round. You got some key pieces to the defense coming back. And then you can't help but think of the matchup in Foxborough in the fall. Jimmy G versus Tom Brady coming to town. How good would that be? It'd be great. It'd be great. I don't know if it's too if it's if it sounds too good to be true, but it would be great. Yeah, I, I mean, if if they could somehow get, I know I know he's it's a lot of money for Jimmy G, but if there's somehow I mean, they're also going to be releasing a lot of guys too. I think Gilmore is on his way, on his way out. So maybe they're going to clear some room to to get him in yeah, Jimmy G. In, but yeah, we'll was, see what was, happens. That was my only point. I know you're against the clock. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. All right, so there's uh, there's Bill from uh, the car for you, uh, and that's that's about that's that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up. That's gonna wrap it up uh, for today. So again, uh, I apologize for the uh, technical difficulties uh, in the beginning that that delayed me about ten minutes. Had to restart the computer. Uh, but anyways, we'll be back next week at 5 o'clock. Um, at 5 o'clock, it's the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase. And for day-by-day updates, you can follow me on Twitter, Harrison Chase 5 You've been listening to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, Mondays at 5, only on WMCK, the sound of Merrimack.